I'm not wrong, am I? <laughs> You're not wrong, Zach. But it's just a nice noise. It's probably not a nice noise on recording. I mean, to be fair, it's better than a chewing noise. At least it's just the shaking. Yeah. At least you're not crunching into them. Yeah. I'm no longer. I will no longer be crunching into them, considering we have started recording. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sarah Boy Jr. podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. I totally jumped over some words there. Um... That's okay. I mean, you're just lying to the audience. No one should be listening. No one should be subscribed. No one yeah, should be downloading. They, they should, though. That's I mean, a they lot. should. That's they should because it makes me feel better when you do. It's just that also we keep opening episodes with things like shaking peanuts. <laughs> so, you know. Hey, we gotta honking. shake it up sometime. Oh, don't. Now we it's in my to. head. Damn we it. It's to. in my head. Like, that's it. Even... There's, it I... takes literally three words and it's stuck in my brain. I didn't even think of that i was just gonna continue cracking the jokes (laughs) ah taylor swift just like occupies a weird corner of my brain that is like you don't think about me until my song is stuck in your head that's fine days at a time listen Uh. listen we could talk about how you're all nuts over taylor swift another time all my puns are really bad. Born in the same year I was. It's not as weird as it sounds. Anyway. No, that's fine. Wait, what? <laughs> I was just trying I... to make puns. I was just trying to make peanut puns, and I'm bad at it because I'm trying too hard. I mean, anyways, the best peanut pun ever made was made by Mike Myers on SNL, which was peanuts, neither a pea nor a nut. Discuss. Yeah. So. I mean, I always think a clone high with, um. Is oh god, Washington is it George, Car- Wash- George Washington Carver and Mr. Washington Peanut? And Mr. Peanut. And it's George <laughs> Washington Carver. And they're making a video with they're making a movie with Gandhi for the film festival. And oh, Mr. Peanut is like, um he's like, I should've I should've I should have casted the peanut. And he goes, Hello, I shake your arms, but you know. I shake your hand, but you know. Peanut arms. God, and I love it. How good was Hello, Clone Governor. High? That's What's what our says. names? What's oh, our names? Our names. <laughs> Don't know anymore. <laughs> My name is Dale Decker, and I'm your big old crybaby, Zach Sarawick. <laughs> You are a big old crybaby. I'm a big Apparently. old crybaby. I know. I mean, I'm a crybaby too. So, I keep playing with the peanuts. I need to put the peanuts here's, away. Here's the. We're gonna get you one of those like soft fidget things. The fidget cube, but it's soft so that you can't hear it when you yeah. play with it. No, that's like, fine. Specifically it's, for podcasters that don't know how to stop themselves. It's literally <laughs> like I'm not I don't fidget, but if there's something in front of me, I will fidget with it just because it's fun. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, so Anyways, you cried. So I'm not so here's the thing. Here's the thing though. So let's start from the beginning. Monday night football. <laughs> the beginning of all things, Monday night football. I'm at work Monday night, which never happens. For some reason, both of my jobs, neither of which has scheduled me on a Monday in months, both decided this week that I would work on Monday. Well, the so, Patriots Jets game, they didn't. So, you know, everybody else had taken the day off, I yeah, guess, yeah. To, watch the, to watch the Patriots beat the Jets for the seventh time in a row. Hmm. Not, a, not a joke. That's the literal number. The oh, yeah. Seven times in a row now that they've yes, beaten the Jets. exactly. Um, to the point where... Okay, now we're going to play talk football for like two seconds. Did you watch any of that game? I mean, I Did you was... watch Bill Belichick troll the Jets? No, I was trying to catch a shiny <laughs> Mr. Mime. 
<laughs> Which I so will discuss. Better, better use of your time. But th- here's the thing. Bill Belichick... Wait, total jackass. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are total jackasses in many, many ways. Politically, probably personally, all sorts of things. And this is a thing that in any other case I should not be celebrating, but it's too funny. Bill Belichick is known for being a very stoic man, for being a very grumpy old man. And at the end of this toward the end of this Jets game, they he did a thing where he basically purposely told the Patriots to like fuck up. To, to do penalties because what he wanted was for them to was for the penalty to be accepted and they would get like a certain number of yards out of that penalty and then they could make a field goal or something so like they go to make the kick and then they screw something up to get a penalty oh my god and the, the jets decline so nothing happens it resets so then he's like okay fine <clears throat> false start someone just run when you're not supposed to yeah and they do it again and the jets decline <laughs> And, like, this is a thing that, like, if he did it a third time, there would be a literal, like, unsportsmanlike conduct, like, like against them. But he doesn't do that. But it does cut to Bill Belichick laughing his ass off on the sidelines. (laughs) A thing that no one, I don't think anyone's seen Bill Belichick smile in, like, a decade. And he's, like, laughing on the side of the thing. (laughs) Just, like, like goading the the Jets into calling, like, these plays. Because they're up 33-0, yeah. and there's like, like, there's nothing. Okay, so I'm at the game. So I'm at, I'm at work. You're at, I'm the, not game? at the game. <laughs> I'm not at the game. I'm always at the game, Dale. I live in fantasy football now. The game is everywhere. <laughs> I'm one in seven. So <laughs> I lost the game, so it's okay. Work. I'm at work, and <laughs> I'm just going right past it. I'm at, <laughs> uh, and. <laughs> I already forgot where I was going you're with this. You're at work now. and oh. you're watching football. The, the Rise of Skywalker trailer premieres with with Monday Night Football. That's that's what it is. Not not the not for the premiere trailer. The, the final trailer before yeah. like it was. We're gonna play this trailer and then you can start pre-ordering tickets. Final trailer. Even though tickets went on sale well before the trailer came out. Yeah, because of course there were delays because it's football and they had a time that they were gonna do it. Yeah. So like yeah, so. So I get bits and pieces of that trailer. I go cool. Still a movie I'm gonna go see fine i decide like an hour ago that i'm gonna sit here i'm like you know what i really i do i'm gonna watch that i don't know why i'm gonna go see this movie i shouldn't be watching trailers for movies i i know i want to go see because otherwise i'll see the whole movie but i'm gonna watch it anyway but i'm gonna watch it anyway so I, I load it up and like sure enough like i i thought it was gonna be carrie fisher that made me cry because she made me cry <laughs> in um there was uh oh, what's it called um not Rogue One because Rogue One came out before Last you Jedi. Last this. Jedi. There you go. Like I like already Carrie Fisher, like is an emotional thing for me. Mm-hmm. But no, there's a fucking like shot of C3PO, and all of a sudden I'm welling up, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and what I realize is that it's because J.J. Abrams, for all of his faults, is like really good at what he does. J.J. Yeah. Abrams makes really good like adventure stories. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, that was the moment watching that trailer that I was like, I don't, every, the hours, the little, like, recorded hours of this podcast, plus the many hours I just, like, spent discussing The Last Jedi with other human beings, doesn't matter. I am going to love, they have to try and make me hate this movie. 
Fair enough. That was the moment that I looked at this and I went, oh, there's like, <clears throat> I actually like just want to watch this movie. I don't care right now what the story is unless they really wang it. They have yeah. to really try to wing that movie. Wing that yeah. movie. Otherwise, I'm just like, yep, this is it. This is the end of this giant ass nine movie plus two side stories plus whatever the fuck else has been going out for decades. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> and that's good considering like I'm still three weeks on. Can't stop thinking about Joker and the fact that I hate it and still can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm mad at myself for that. So I cannot wait for this movie to come and cleanse me of this feeling. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just excited for this movie because I like the characters. I still, I mean, I did not like Last Jedi. I didn't like that movie, but I'm still excited for this one just because I want to see the characters again that I fell in love with. That's it. That's like all it, it's not even that it's a Star Wars movie. It's just I'm excited to see the characters who I love, you know? So, but yeah. Also, I have... also did you see the quote from Oscar Isaac about the seat in the Millennial Falcon? <clears throat> no. Um, I believe, oh God, I want to get the wording right here. Is it, uh, is it from the movie or? No, 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 no. This is from an interview with Oscar Isaac about sitting in the Millennial Falcon. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Which is that his exact word. Uh, I don't want to say exact words cause I'm not going to look it up, but I'm going to paraphrase as closely as possible. Uh, I had to squeeze myself in this seat. I don't know much about Harrison Ford, but I'm going to assume he did not have ethnic hips because I felt squeezed into this thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> so I was like, yes, that's what I want to hear about. I want to hear about how Oscar uncomfortable you were. About how uncomfortable you were sitting in Harrison Ford's seat 40 years later. Yes. Oh man. That's great. Ethnic so hips is the weirdest like line I did not expect to hear today. Oh. So, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I've thought about for the last like two hours. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I don't know if I've cried <laughs> this I, I, week. Like, I just don't. It was so unexpected. No, I was, gonna... I was just like, well, no, I that's like cause fine. the thing I had literally because it was the weird thing was it was it wasn't like it was something I missed because I definitely didn't watch the whole trailer like paying attention to it the first time. Yeah. The weird thing was that it was a thing I already knew was gonna happen. <laughs> Well, like, yeah. Still, hit that point in the trailer, and I went, okay, there it is, I guess. Well, it's also feelings from before. Like, I get other people who are getting emotional or something, because, yeah, if you've been a fan of these movies for, like, for this whole time, it's gonna be emotional. It's how I felt during, like, freaking How to Train Your Dragon 3. It's how I felt (laughs) during, like, multiple... Movies that I was like waiting for, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, this is this is the end of something. Although, is it is it really it's gonna the be end, the I end mean, of is... something of Star Wars? Like, there's I mean, gonna no, be no, no, other no, 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 it's not the end of Star Wars. No, it no. is the end of this specific it's the end of this story. story. Yeah, which means that because we know the Mandalorian's coming, and the Mandalorian looks excellent. Like, yeah. can't wait to see that. Carl Weathers, every time I see him in that trailer, like, oh, fuck, it's Carl Weathers. Yeah. What is he doing in this? Yeah. I mean, I think I think recently the thing that has gotten me to that super emotional point is How to Train Your Dragon 3. Like, literally, the start of every trailer, I just started bawling. Because I'm like, these are characters who... And they're, they're freaking animated. Like, they're animated characters who I have watched grow and, like... 
live a life, live a fictional life. And like, yeah, this this movie means a lot. To the point where like there's a holiday special coming out. I'm oh, probably God. gonna cry during that. <laughs> like, I will say I don't think I was gonna cry during the Star Wars Christmas special. Though yeah. it is canonically the first time you see Boba Fett <laughs> and find out Chewbacca has a son. So you never know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was something I cried at that was weird like hit me weird that I just started crying. But DreamWorks was like their twenty fifth anniversary just happened and they put out a uh, a video like splicing together a whole bunch of clips from their different movies and television shows and like with a really cool speech over it and I just started bawling. And I'm like, God damn it, DreamWorks. I didn't realize like I knew that DreamWorks animation kinda meant something to me growing up as a kid. But, like, I did not know how much until I started crying at this 25th anniversary video and, like, thinking about all of the movies as a kid that kind of shaped me and, like, even more so now the TV shows that are coming out and movies that are coming out. Like, and the fact that I forget things are DreamWorks, certain movies are DreamWorks um, well, especially animation. once you get into like when <clears throat> when like Illumination took over some of those yeah. things. So things that started as DreamWorks became Illumination, yep. and all this other like weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. But it's it just I mean the fact that like I didn't realize or I didn't remember that Shira is a DreamWorks animation mm-hmm. show. Um, there's another show on uh, Netflix right now. I think it's about a little duck and his adventures that I didn't realize was DreamWorks. I haven't watched it yet. But I'm going to um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just all of these movies as a kid that m- somehow meant more to me than even Disney movies. Like there are some Disney movies that do really mean a lot to me and are near and dear to my heart. But there are DreamWorks was always this animation studio where it was like the first time I learned that animation could push the envelope in a way <clears throat> to be like hey, we're for kids, but we can also grab the adults' attention, too, and put jokes in that your kids are never going to get until they're your age. And, like, and then then they can share those story, the same movies with those kids, with their kids, and have the cycle continue. But it really was that time where I'm like, oh, animation is this thing that you can do whatever the hell you want with because there's really no limitations. If you can draw it, if you can imagine it and draw it, it can become something. And, like, that video on Twitter, this tiny little video on Twitter, like, just made me... All of that came to fruition, and I was just like, Jesus, DreamWorks, what just happened? And I mean, that's the thing. It's always the thing that catches you that's like, oh, I didn't realize I felt this way about this thing until all of a sudden I felt this way about Mm -hmm. this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was I mean, I like, I mean, DreamWorks is interesting because it's like it was for the longest time. It was how how is someone going to ever fight Pixar? What does DreamWorks think it's doing? And then, of course, you know, Shrek. And then, and then, like Mega Mind was like this weird thing that comes in, and Monsters versus Aliens. Like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. DreamWorks, with your life? Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? And then, How to Train Your Dragon comes out, and you're like, oh yeah, 
no, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing not Pixar. Yeah. Like, I think that was the thing for years that people were, like, so busy trying to compare them to Pixar films. And then I think what happened was Disney finally, like, really clearly was like, oh, we're just going to ape Pixar since we own them now. Yeah. And started doing all, like, all CGI film that all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we can, like, just look at these things as separate. Mm -hmm. And, like, DreamWorks is doing its own thing. And Despicable Me became huge. And the Minions, I learned... I didn't know this. Did you know that the Minions movie is a billion dollar movie? Because uh, I did. Yeah. That's a one point one five nine billion dollar movie. <clears throat> I love the Minions movie. Like, I just like, couldn't. Hands like, down. I, heard, I heard that and I was like, I don't think about the Minions. Like I think about Minions as being a funny meme and yes, made some <laughs> money because they kept making things yeah. with them. I did not think of them as a billion dollar movie. Yeah. We still have Marvel movies that didn't reach a billion dollars. Yeah. Minions <laughs> became like another whole like subculture of like animation in this weird way that I find hilarious. But I also like, like, like watching like that movie, the hate that that movie was getting and then the fact that it did so well. And then like, but watching that movie was another realization where I'm like, oh my God, like you can do whatever you want with animation in, in a way. And like, you can also create so much character development in a freaking, like, yellow pill-shaped, you know, thing. <laughs> like, they well, have, happened... and have no dialogue. Or, I, I mean, they have dialogue, but they, they more, like, speak in the romance language, which is really <laughs> weird. They, they speak uh, okay. in a, they speak, no, seriously, they do. No, I know, I know that you're serious, because... but also I was about to say they, they speak in Simlish, and then you said that, and I was like, your thing sounds way more mature than the thing about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they literally do, like, they speak a combination of the romance languages, because there, there were times in the Minions movie where they would use Italian terms, and I'm like, I don't know what they just said, because I took six years of Italian. I, I I'm like, really I wish... was just able to understand the Minions. I really wish what you were about to say is that they're just speaking really fast Latin the whole time. <laughs> they just... could be doing that too, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But it is, yeah. The, but, the minions was very surprising. I mean, and, and I think, and I think what happened was, I think that may have been the moment where, like, our irony broke on some things. We realized, like, I think that a bunch of people went to the Minions movie thinking they were going to hate watch it, and then they liked it, yeah. and then we all had to kind of reconcile that. Yeah. And that's when we all started to be like, what if we just liked things? <laughs> what if we stopped this whole idea of going to, like, hate watch things and giving them a million dollars when we don't really like them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, it's actually because we just we just wanted to watch the Minions movie, and we had to make an excuse for it because we thought we were too mature for that. But really, we just want to watch Dope. Dumb little dopey things I mean, going they... and and babble at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 steal my heart, Bob. Fucking Bob, he's just the cutest little minion, and you have two different color eyes, and he's he got a teddy bear. He's King Bob. He's King Bob. Anyways, um, <laughs> you mentioned Monsters vs. Aliens, and goddamn, do I love that movie too? a movie i haven't watched in a long time and i think i've only ever seen like 66 percent of and i still think it's brilliant <laughs> that movie like i remember seeing that movie and being like whoa okay this changes something that comes out that came out like right after incredibles right so like that uh, was one of those ones that falls into like oh they're just trying to do incredibles but they're doing it with 
you know, monsters and aliens instead of superheroes or something. Yeah, something like that. Megamind may have also come around the same time as Incredibles. That might be the one that got mixed in there, too. Like, that's the big problem is that, like, a lot of what DreamWorks did was they were adapting, like, children's books (laughs) from things. Yeah. And a lot of those children's books were the things that ex- inspired like people like in Pixar to make their stuff. So Pixar was doing fairly original stuff, but then DreamWorks was making movies mm. off the stuff that inspired Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just looked like they were copying them. It's like, no, we're just we're, we got a license for a thing. Exactly. And so we made a thing. Exactly. No, but I remember when Monster vs. Aliens came out and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is definitely for me a like revolutionary i don't know like it was just so different it was so different for me <laughs> to witness i don't know it's weird i uh, god this is not even what i meant to talk no, about no i know i know it wasn't i just like dragged us along here what did you mean to talk about cuz here's the thing spoiler alert i could talk for like another 45 minutes just about the beastly video game mm. and by the beastly video game i mean the 45 minutes of it i played today oh my god I have two pages of notes on it, Dale. Oh, my God. It, I don't know what this game is doing. I... Oh, my God. It fell into an edutainment <laughs> hole. Into a, into a what? Edutainment hole. Oh, my God. Edutainment, as in, like, Bath Blaster. Or, like, oh my God. Carmen Sandiego. It's like, we're going to teach you things while you, learn, while you yeah. play video games. Yeah. I went to a zoo. Don't know why. Went to a zoo, and... Uh, prompt comes up that says follow the trail and I was like trail of what game you haven't given me anything what do you mean trail <laughs> and I was like oh you mean like the trail you mean the, the trail you mean like the path oh in the zoo follow the path in the zoo okay so I start following that and it makes me walk up to an enclosure over the plaque I was like okay where is this going and it literally just popped up a picture of penguins and was like hey penguins can't fly they live in the southern hemisphere I was like yeah, <laughs> and oh no, that's my it. God. O- okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Come up to a rhino. It's like, hey, do you know rhinos have two-inch thick skin and they can be like ten thousand pounds? It's like, yeah. Rhino's horn is made out of hair. C- cool. That I learned that from Power Rangers. I was like, okay, yeah, <clears throat> cool. What is this? And for the next like. 10 minutes i'm just walking up to animal enclosures and learning animal facts and i'm like what is going on and then i run into a security guard and they're like you can't be here the zoo is closed and all of a sudden like oh i work here it's like no you don't here's that i'm gonna quiz you to prove you work at the zoo god and i had to take a zoo quiz (laughs) i had to take a zoo quiz dale Oh my god. Yeah. For the, no. but it was probably a ten minute scene in the movie. <laughs> Became twenty minutes of I had to take a quiz after walking up and learning about giraffes and rhinos and elephants and penguins and lions. Well that's fun. Which what I loved about the lion one was that the lion enclosure was like they're basically the second biggest cat. It's like, cool. So you're giving me the bra the silver? medalist why didn't you just put the tiger in the damn game why why did it have to be a lion lions are majestic and they it's got manes also because it was a trick question because the question about the lions was <clears throat> what is the biggest cat in the world and they wanted you to say tiger but ah, they showed you a lion ah ha ah, 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 ah look ah, at them 
Oh, oh my man. God. You want to know what's sad? Not the first, not the only quiz I took in that 45 minutes. Yeah, then that's the not movie, surprising. The movie goes to Machu Picchu for some reason. <laughs> which is, I think, in the movie, I've, I've decided something. I may or may not watch this movie eventually, but I have decided that you I know to. every bit and piece of this movie. I've decided I know... I'm going to write down what I think the plot of this movie is beat for beat and then watch the movie and see how Fair close enough. that Fair enough. Because I'm pretty certain Machu Picchu is like the magical land where he becomes human again, which doesn't make any sense because the plot is that she falls in love with him and that's what turns him back to human. But for some reason, this had to happen in Machu Picchu. Well, maybe she, maybe Machu Picchu has to fall in love with him. You don't know. <laughs> Machu Picchu is... Well, here's the thing, Dale. I can tell you that Machu Picchu is 140 structures <laughs> that were created in 1450 AD. It's a monument read, to the sun god. Did you read that off of a paper? I feel like you read, read that off that, of a paper. I read that off of the game, Dale, because it quizzed me again. Yeah, I had but to go I feel like you wrote it down and just I mean, reread it off here's of paper. The thing. I wrote it down so I would pass the quiz, and because I wrote it down and passed the quiz, I memorized it. I know these things about Machu Picchu now. Oh, this is how I learned to bark. so well on the final. This um, is how I learned to pretend, by the way, is that I read recipes and then I wrote down <laughs> recipes and then I read them again well, and then yeah. it became part of my memory. That's how so you now do I have it. to forever know that the largest giraffe was 20 feet. That's incredible. So, I love giraffes. Also, um, I want you to know notes I wrote down for some of these things like giraffes equal the tall boys of animals. I did. I, I wrote you. that down. That's in front of me. I also <laughs> wrote down rhinos equal dummy thick. So, you know. What the fuck? <laughs> Because it was like their their height is two inches thick and they're ten thousand pounds, and I was like, why does this matter? Because I didn't know I was gonna get quizzed at the time, so I just wrote down the literal sentence: "Rhinos equal dummy thick." Oh my god! Which is the title of our episode? No. <laughs> yes. Well, the title of our episode might be like things that make us cry. Also, yes, things that make me cry are that sentence I wrote. Oh my god. Um, yeah, yeah, so like I just like I like I cannot fathom what this movie is. So I learned in my because I, I wanted to look up some stuff. It's like it was kind of curious about when this game out versus game came out versus the movie. I was also trying to figure out when this game came out versus the Wii Motion Plus, which was the like special new controller that was supposed to be even more like motion sensitive because like some of those games did not make sense to me and part of it was that i was like maybe i can just move too well for what this game is sensing and that's throwing it off no we motion plus came out in 2009 and this came out in 2011 <clears throat> two weeks after the movie movie came out on march 4th 2011 game came out march 18th so <laughs> this game was made for we motion plus and it's bad so <laughs> There's a climbing, there's a wall climbing to break into the zoo, which is you have to, you get your two hands that are going up and down the screen and you have to click which one is going to grab the next brick and you have to do it every <laughs> time. You slide down the wall and I'm sad to say that I did not get that in one go. So <laughs> okay. then That's I played okay. golf with Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, interesting. Oh. And then gonna... someone died. <laughs> then someone got shot. I literally broke into a crime scene. I I broke into a crime scene. I I don't have a better way to say that. I I hung out until the uh until the cops got hungry and walked away from their job. Cool cops. 
and then I ran into the alleyway where they had outlined the, the, the chalk outline of a body because someone dies in this movie, Dale. Someone dies in Beastly. I mean... The teenage movie. Yeah. And the video game yeah. based on a book from 2004 also that I learned. I is, mean, look at all the teen... all based on a teen novel. <clears throat> look at all the teen shows that have death. It's fine. It makes sense. It's I, not it fine. Sense. I was going makes... to say it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's not fine. fine. It's fine teens to die. So it my favorite sense, thing because for some reason teenagers want to watch murder mysteries about other teenagers getting killed. Hey, hey, hey Dale, you want to know what's really funny about that? It's going to happen to Clueless soon. Oh, of course it is. They're looking at doing Clueless the same way they've done Riverdale and Nancy oh, Drew. And you want to know what the Clueless plot line might be? That Alicia Silverstone's character Cher has disappeared mysteriously, oh and so Dion has to become the new popular girl in school. Whoa. And so she has to deal with being the new number one popular girl and also figure out the mystery of Cher disappearing. <laughs> so, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. That's shopped around. It hasn't been picked up yet. That is coming from CBS, the oh, people who brought man. you Supergirl. So, <laughs> yeah. I also learned that um, either the book or this game or this movie, one of these three was definitely written by someone uh, British. You want to know why? I had um, to sneak into this alleyway, and when it said to go find their flashlight, it actually said torchlight, and nice. only the British call them torches. Nice. So that's a better term not... for it. I like it. I like term. It, I like good, torchlight. But it's like it was like a stark. It was a stark realization that this movie taking place in New York was written somewhere along the line by a British person. It makes sense. And it did not get localized for the video game. <laughs> that doesn't have to get localized though. I mean, people do, I know mean, what torches are. People know what torchlight is. Do they? Do yes. Thirteen-year-olds that this game was definitely marketed toward know yes. that British people call them torches. I think so because what year did it come out? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yes, because freaking Sherlock was big. Freaking all of these British television shows and like Irish and English television shows were huge to people what you're gonna make me look this up so i can part make it part of the thing i'm gonna write about no, it. i'm mad it at you now definitely is because i was in i was in 11th grade <laughs> sorry to age you zach <laughs> that's okay i'm literally writing down when did british stuff get big again I, so obviously i was in I'm, 11th I'm grade and i just remember everybody talking about doctor who sherlock like, I was talking about Mighty Boosh. Nobody else was talking about but, Mighty Boosh, but, but I was. IT crowd. Like, IT crowd think was really getting... an overlap between the nerds watching BBC and the Beastly crowd? Yes! But that feels like yes! a very oh distinct my God, yes. of people. Yes, because you want, because the people who were watching it while I was in school were, like, the drama kids and the band kids they're the ones that up, would definitely watch Emo, Beauty, and the Beast. You're right, actually. Most, who made up the most population, mo most of the population of my school. And then, like, even even some of the, like, jocks and stuff would, would watch Beastly. Like, there were popular kids who would definitely have watched Beastly because it was just the thing to do. Because like, Vanessa Hudgens was in it and also... Yeah. Be, yeah. A hundred percent. There were like, there were people who, who I, 
had conversations with about High School Musical with in 11th grade who would have watched this movie and also probably would have heard the term torch to refer to a flashlight. <laughs> so... For the for at least the people who the game was designed for, I think they don't need to localize Torchlight to become Flashlight. Yeah, and you're already five seasons into <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, which means that Neil Patrick yep. Harris was definitely a draw huge. into that movie. Oh, my God. Neil Patrick Harris was oh my God. huge in high school, especially with Harold and Kumar. And kids might, and, and in 11th grade, people were definitely talking about Harold and Kumar. Like, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a picture, by the way, because I took a picture. There's a screen where you can replay all the mini games. Yeah. I have one left. I have. Ooh, I did all the math on this because I was very curious. By the way, there are 20 pictures from the movie and 28 clips ooh. that you can unlock in this game. I am down. I've got like five minutes left of this game, I think, because I'm down to one picture in four clips. Ooh. And I gotta I almost guarantee you that three of those clips are the end of the movie. Yeah. Like they're gonna just play them boom boom boom. So <laughs> well, there you go. You're so, you're almost done. So uh so like there's two games that you play with Neil Patrick Harris's character. A blind tutor. Do you wanna guess what those are? I told you one of them. Golf. <laughs> golf and the other one was darts that's great you mentioned that i think i think you yeah. already mentioned so darts. so i and they're essentially the same game they're played almost exactly the same there's like i've noticed that they started to get lazy toward the end of this because a lot of their games are just like it's just a different version of a game i played earlier even though the hands going up the wall thing is the same as when i had to follow the tattoo pictures as one of the as the Olsen twin to curse him it was like same mechanic of like image comes up and you have to hit it at the right time and that creates the hex that she uses to curse him oh my god it's the same mechanic as follow the hands up the wall so yeah then it plays a clip though and i have to watch this movie just to watch this scene because me playing golf with patrick harris was a reference to a scene in the movie where the so beast character golf? knocks golf balls off the roof while Neil Patrick Harris as a blind tutor goes what's up what's up what's up every time he hits a ball every time he hits a ball in 2011 yeah that makes sense yeah so I have to watch this movie now because I'm confused <laughs> yeah no, you definitely need to watch. You've put enough time into it. You need to watch it. I am. I mean, to be telling fair, you, you need to watch clips, this movie. I think I've watched this movie, but <laughs> not. Yeah, but you, you need to watch. I think. Oh You gotta man. watch it. You gotta do yourself a favor. My due diligence it. as a journalist and a yes, blogger. Exactly. I... <laughs> oh my god. Speaking, uh, so that's what I did with my time. Speaking <laughs> of due fucking diligence. Uh huh. Maybe. I don't even know if it's due diligence. I was trying to see where this segue was going. <laughs> like, okay. Fucking, first of all, I try. I went back to my Nuzlocke of, of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So, speaking of things you neglected and went back to later. First fight I got into was an accident. And I had my freaking victory bell. I think no, it was. Uh, oh wait, what does Bell Sprout evolve into? Bell Sprout into Weeping Bell into Victory Bell. Okay, it was Weeping. I, 
I think it was Weeping Bell. It was the middle. It was the middle one. Yeah, it's not the one that looks gross. It's not the one with like the furrowed, furrowed brow okay. and like yeah. the vines coming out of its head. I believe that's Victory Bell. Yeah, I believe Weeping Bell's the one in the middle. So it's Weeping Bell. My my little. Oh, what did I name it? I don't even remember what I named it. Audrey Two. Better have been Audrey Two. It was not Audrey Two. Damn it. It was. Oh, what did I name it? It was a good name. It probably wasn't a good name. Sprouty. I named it Sprouty. <laughs> All of that to she, remember. She was adorable and I loved her. And the first freaking battle after months of not playing this Nuzlocke, a fucking Vulpix comes out. And I think it's fine to keep my sports Sprouty in. Dale, you really need to learn type advantages and disadvantages before before Sword no, and Shield come out. Here's the thing. I understand. I know type advantages and disadvantages. I wasn't really paying attention when I was in this fight because I was talking. Devin, such a millennial trainer on your phone like... while your weeping bell goes out there and burns yeah. to death. I was talking and like not really paying attention and like... I didn't, it didn't click that it was a Vulpix until I watched. <laughs> look at that, look at that adorable little fox. What are you going to do, little it, fox? It, oh, dear God. Oh, dear God, why are you burning it, my plant? It didn't click that it was a Vulpix until I watched the health bar go down. And I was like, no, Sprouty, what if I die? And, and Devin, in the background. And Devin was watching me do this. And he goes, what are you doing? As I attacked with Weeping Bell, he's like, what, what do you, what do you do? Bye, Sprouty! And then Sprouty just died. And I was like, Devin, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. I just instinctively hit battle. Like, I didn't even think. Lights go down. Spotlight comes up. Uh... A very sad Pikachu in a detective hat wanders out. <laughs> and just starts sadly, <laughs> sadly singing the Pokemon theme. I felt so. I never felt like more bad in a Pokemon game ever than in that moment where I just like set Sprouty up for failure. So then I had to like take her out and then put a new person in, to put a new person in, put a new Pokemon in. And I'm like, hey, oh my god. Pokemon is people. That's what Mr. Mime taught me. But Pokemon are people too. So then I have not gone back. To the Nuzlocke, because I just need a break. Because you're just afraid. You're afraid for that walk of shame. Yeah, <laughs> so... I feel like I failed. I mean, I feel like I. I mean, you did. Sprouty. Like I don't even like. I like, can't even no... feel like didn't. Like it's okay. No, no, you it's straight a... up like put your weeping bell to the literal fire. I know. And just were like, I bye. I know. I felt so bad because I just wasn't paying attention. Because if I saw. If I was paying attention, I would have been like, oh, I need to save you, Sprouty. Here we go. Come this way. Gonna put someone else in. Gonna put my Eevee that knows Bubble Bounce or whatever in. And no. Um. So anyways, then on like Saturday or something, Um. I don't remember when I texted you, but 
I was home and I was like getting over being sick and whatnot. So I'm just sitting on the couch and my parents are watching Chicago, all the Chicago shows. So Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. That's a universe I'm afraid to step into because I it's, will watch all of them and I will want to watch them all in order. It's just like the good. DC shows. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. It is the perfect background noise like it is the perfect play a video game during this during the show because i care about these characters but i can't get too invested because like you i will need to start all over um but i kind of have been at this from the beginning because of my parents watching it and just like absorbing it that way the but weird so, cultural osmosis of the yeah, chicago universe yeah, exactly um so during it, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna catch a shiny. Um, I'm gonna catch a shiny Pokemon. So I asked my parents to choose a oh, number dear God. between one and one fifty. No way! One. This is not how this happened. <laughs> this is hundred percent how this happened. Oh my so God! I, said, I thought you were gonna say like, oh, I asked my parents and they mentioned the one Pokemon they know. No, nope. <laughs> like... no, I hundred percent was just like, hey, mom, dad, pick a number between one and one fifty-one, and my mom went, uh, one twenty-two. I think that's that's Mister Mom's num Mister Mind's number, one twenty-two. No, better than I would. I'm at this pretty point. sure it, it was... is. It's one twenty-two. Yeah. So she, my mom just spouts out one twenty-two. So I'm like going through the Pokedex, going through, and there's Mister Mom, and I'm like. Fucking A. So I also, because I am a lame person, have a photo of all the Gen Ones as shinies on my phone, saved as a favorite. So you know, so you know what they look like. So I know what they look like. Yeah, that's fair. So That's like, fair. Some of yeah. them are very close, and some of them are just like They're puke very, yellow versus yeah. whatever the exactly. other. Exactly. <laughs> hey, slightly yellower Pikachu. Anyway. Pikachu, but Pikachu, but he's got a little stomach problem right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so I go and I look at the Mr. Mime on my little picture, and I'm like, "Whoa, Mr. Mime's basically all green. Love it." So I'm like, I'm more excited now to try and catch this Mr. Mon because it's green. I love Because he looks like Krusty like the fucking clown. It's great. <laughs> no, it's just like all the accent colors are green and the rest is white. It's just, it's, or like probably like an eggshell. <laughs> so, so I'm like, do, 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 go to the spot with Mr. Mon. And then I text you and I'm like, so you know, because I need to text you about Mr. Mime. I'm like, so you know. I don't know where this happened. I don't know, by the way. I it's don't a, it's, know it's honest. Like, living in my truth, yes, this is correct. Yes, I have apparently decided that, like, my favorite non starter is Mr. Mime. Don't know where that happened. I don't, don't know, know when either. it happened. It literally but it's just... fine. Like, every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, no, that's right. I'm like, why? It, I don't know. It, I don't know why it, it is. It literally happened just one day where you, like, mentioned Mr. Mime, and I was like, huh. That was I interesting. Because, I think and it's then because you I kept just like mentioning Mr. Mime. I'm like, I think it's because every time it's because it doesn't matter how many times you say it. When you say, "Oh yeah, Mr. Mime," someone in the room goes, "Ooh." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I you, like that reaction. You just kept mentioning it, and you kept mentioning Mr. Mime in the 
in the show because like in in sun and moon or whatever because you're like mr mime is basically ash's pseudo father yes because he's like <laughs> chilling with his mom and, and then, then like i just love it and let's go when he follows you and it's just like oh here's this dude behind <laughs> you just like waving his arms like a weirdo just following but, you around but you it's like yes i would do this to friends what it is is that i would be missed like like high school zach high school zach would be Mr. Mime. Just like, well, I'm going to walk up behind my friends and we're going to do weird shit behind them until they notice and then stop. It was just like, there was a realization where you kept mentioning Mr. Mime and I was like, so Mr. Mime is like Zach's favorite Pokemon. I don't know why. Like, he's not particularly strong. No. He's not like doing, he's not bringing a lot to the table other than it's kind of fucking weird. It's yeah. just like... I mean, it's the perfect pokemon for you in a lot of ways <laughs> because it's just exactly <laughs> not bringing what... a lot to the table but kind of fucking weird yes no! that's the perfect pokemon for me that is not even what i meant i just meant like the fact that you bring it up and it's like <laughs> and like, like everybody it's has also to stop a creepy a clown He's, yeah. he's, everybody has to stop for a second and just like think and like oh, okay it's the yeah. perfect no, you want to know why it's the perfect Pokemon for you? It's because it's the perfect horror Pokemon, even though it's not a ghost type. It's the perfect no. horror Pokemon. Like, there's reasonings, there's a reason why people put Pennywise and Mr. Mime together. Just imagine you're walking through fucking Rhyme City and you turn around and there's just been a Mr. Mime behind you for yeah. like blocks and you don't know how long he's been there yeah. <laughs> like... that's why it's the perfect pokemon because like i think of mr mime i think in pennywise i think of zach like that's that's the chain of events there it, sure I'll, I'll own that brand i guess you already have you you've talked uh, in length about your horror i know i can't get like, away from it and about stephen king. king about pennywise yeah like it's it's nothing new, Zach. Oh man. And it's not one bad. Day one day they'll one day they'll bad. get here's the thing, Gen nine, if Gen eight doesn't have a secret already creepy clown, Gen nine will have one. Oh yes. And then then we'll have to have some discussions with Mr. Mime about his place in the organization. <laughs> but until then No, and I don't think it's bad if I offended you. I did not mean to. I meant it with all oh, the love God. in the heart. Love in the heart. What the fuck? Love in the heart. Yeah. You're to blame. Yep. Thank you. Right. Thanks. Yep. I, I, I meant it with all the love in the world that Mr. Mom is your favorite Pokemon for a reason. <laughs> Anyways. Fucking we... Mr. Mime. Oh, yes. You're trying to capture a shiny Mr. Mime. This fucking, fucking Pokemon, Zach. This fucking guy. This fucking this guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. First of all, <laughs> when you were like, good luck catching that cryptid, cryptid yeah. I was like, what does he mean? You immediately Last was like, you said that, and my immediate thought was Slenderman? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just, and then I was like, is Mr. Mime that hard to encounter? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's um, supposed to be hard to get to begin with. You only get him by like trading in the original Red and Blue. Like, I don't know if he like, ever really? appears wild. Oh my god, I don't know. And he comes with the name Miles. It's kind of weird. That's weird. Very <laughs> weird. 
Anyways, so yeah, so I'm I'm countering these Mr. Mimes, I'm countering these Mr. Mimes, and I get to like, I don't know, 13 or 14, and I'm like, and the Chanseys start showing up, so once Chanseys start showing up, you know you're getting close to you having your combo and getting that shiny. I'm so Didn't realize plain. that Chanseys were the midichlorians of the Pokemon world. <laughs> It's just in Pokemon Let's Go, Chansey shows up once you start doing combos. So it's like I kind it. of the just unwritten chance. Yeah. Your chance rises. Maybe. Damn it. Stupid I don't Pokemon. know. We've definitely Bad made game. that joke before. You have made that joke before. I'm sure I have. It's a very easy joke. <laughs> um so anyway, so I'm so I'm catching them and then in fucking Chicago Fire. Oh right. <laughs> I forgot what you had to be next. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> this is the most Grey's Anatomy shit I've ever heard, by the way. I love it. Two of the, <laughs> two of the characters in, in Chicago Fire go out on a boat ride to try and take a romantic little boat ride together. Oh, I and... didn't get this part of the story. No, 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 because no. it wasn't pertinent at the time. The, I thought this was just the opening of an episode. No, I didn't realize this was it was like, like... midway. This, this was, was like plot specific to main characters. It was not even like it was this weird moment in the show where it's like we just need something to happen. Chester <laughs> so... Rhymes came in to write an episode of Chicago Fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're out there. It's a couple and they're out on a boat and they're stuck because the motor broke. And the Chicago, the, the fire fireman, the fire guy was like, and I think he's a lieutenant. He's like. We're not calling a tow. I can fix it. Blah 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 blah. Cut to they're they're getting towed in. Oh, by, I thought you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but they're getting towed in by another boat, and the guys who are driving that boat are like, "Wait until I tell the boys back back at the shop this one. A firefighter had to get towed in. A firefighter's boat had to get towed in back to the dock." Cool. Like, so we're just this? loading up on the weird toxic masculinity just all it's through just this episode. It's so weird. Like it's so weird. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm like, like paying attention to it while I'm catching Mr. Mimes. Paying attention. And then all of a sudden, they're back at Say the it. dock. They're Say back what at happened. The dock. Hold on. They're back at the dock, <laughs> and then a boat comes, <laughs> comes like plowing into the dock right and it's because they're, they're two kids or whatever and they're they're messing around i don't remember what they're doing but they come plowing in and they like crash two into kids, the dock drunk and high on molly Cra just go <laughs> crashing in. they crash into the dock break the dock and they're like what is going on blah blah, blah. then one of the kids falls off the back of the sh boat and content warning for the next sentence out of Dale's mouth. And his friend is like, come on, come on, grab my hand. Now he's at the back of the boat. There's a motor back there. Yeah, specifically the, motor... the place where you don't pull people up on boats. The motor, he's like trying to swim. Kind of, I don't even know if he's treading water or what, but his friend on the boat is reaching his hand out, trying to get his kid, and the two firefighters are just watching this happened. You mean one of the safety professionals didn't go, hey, that's a bad <laughs> dumbass idea, dumbass? Yeah, I think, <laughs> like, they started yelling at them way too late. 
Way too late in the game, I think. This is all dramatically convenient. They happened to be there because their boat <laughs> their their boat broke down, but we didn't want them to be so plot but... convenient that they warned someone from getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. So we had to make sure they, they were, were there, but they were slow. They <laughs> were just they were like watching as bystanders. Actually, I think one is the firefighter and the I think the girl in the relationship is an EMT. She might be a firefighter though. I don't remember. She might, she might be from she might be from Chicago Med. We don't know. She no, be... I don't know. I don't remember her. I don't remember if she's a firefighter or one of the um, EMTs. But anyways, so she and and the guy are like looking on, watching, and I think they start to try and help bring the boat in as this kid is like flailing his arms, and then his friend is going, and then the kid gets sucked into the motor. Yeah. And, his, and blood, and he's yelling. And then, at that moment, is when the firefighter guy is like, well, I'm going to jump in now and save him. You should have already been in the water. It's your Quick, job. Quick, I need to save two-thirds of that boy. Quick. It's your <laughs> job. So, I hear my mom kind of, like, freaking out. And out of the corner of my eye, I see the kid in the water flailing, and I see the blood. And I was just like, wait, what just fucking happened in this show? As I'm still catching Mr. Mines. And I'm like, what just happened? And I'm like, I need you to back it up, Dad. I need you to back it up. And then I look. We need to watch that gruesome scene again. And then I'm staring at the TV and, like, trying to, like, I'm, like, staring and trying to catch the Mr. Mime. And then I look up and I look back down. And the Mr. Mime literally, like, runs and breaks my catch combo. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, that breaks everything. If it oh, runs from me, I can't man. get the shiny anymore. Well, can't get the shiny, quote-unquote. A shiny could have still showed up, but, like, the intent, the method that I was using the chi- the, would the, the, the not have worked. The just fucking dropped. So, the, so, yeah. so, I'm like, Dad, I need you to back it up because now fucking Mr. Mime is gone. It doesn't even matter, and I need to watch what the hell just happened because I was so distracted I, by it. Like, no joke, what you just <laughs> described was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Like, straight up, it's like, oh, yeah, romantic thing happening, totally normal thing happening. Oh, by the way, here's the most gruesome thing ABC will allow well, us to do. and then here's the like, thing. Here's we're going to blow up the dude from early edition. What's this is going to sound ridiculous, what I'm about to say. Is it? Because but... you just said a kid was sucked into a boat. Let's well, find he out. he survived. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Not what I expected. So, so the firefighter finally <laughs> like gets him up onto the... They turn off, their, they turn off the boat, which like should have been the first thing you did. First of all, you're firefighters. Uh-huh. You should have already been on that boat turning off that motor. Like It took them way too long to save this kid. Okay. And when you watch someone and the amount of blood that arose from this from this accident, this freak accident, I'm like, this kid's leg is gone. They pull him up. It kind of sounds the boat. like his bottom half is gone. Yeah, or something, right? They pull him up onto the boat, and he now yes, it hit an artery, so like lot of blood loss. Of course, because we want to do because you got to hit the most important yeah, parts for drama. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's in his thigh, but like that's it, not mangled, just like a slit in his thigh. And I was like, wait, what? This is anticlimactic. I thought this kid was going to have no legs. Dale, as a horror <laughs> fan, I'm upset right now. Yeah, I was upset. 
And I'm like, you guys got me distracted, lost my Mr. Mime, and all you got for me is a slit in his leg. And I said this to my parents, and they were like, that's a, that's a serious artery, Dale. And I'm like, I understand that. All I'm saying is, why has the kid still got his leg? All I'm saying is, all I want to know, just for clarity, is how come this kid is not just all intestines flowing out of the bottom half of a torso right now? That's all I want to know. No, I, I don't want, even need I that. Know. I don't need, you need that, maybe. I need that. That actually sounds like it'd be pretty awesome to watch. But... I'm, here's the thing. I am happy the kid survived because what a dumb thing for like a kid to to die over in a show like that would have been too much especially for like just this one minute of show too much i would have not been able to handle it but so i'm happy he survived but like a leg missing from that right. like take a like take him off at the knee at yeah, least or something like... and i was just like it was so dramatic it was, and there was so much blood, so dramatic and so much blood. And then the ending of it is like, they, they suture, they, um, they like tourniquet, they put a tourniquet over it with the girl's like sweatshirt. And then the fire, the, the couple just stare at each other. They like, they, okay, oh my God, on. what did we just witness? Stop a second. They tourniquet an artery. One. That's the first, yeah. they tourniquet an artery. They tourniquet. A yeah. major artery. Yeah. I don't a, know if they really okay. tourniquet it, but like she, I mean, she here's wraps the thing. her to sweatshirt around here's... it and puts pressure on it. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing I know about tourniquet <clears throat> thing is it's a last it's a triage last minute thing you do yeah. that like almost one hundred percent of the time ends in you losing the limb <laughs> that you tourniqueted it in. Because what you're doing it's not stopping the blood loss. What you're doing is stopping like the rest of your body from losing the blood but that yeah. limb is just like just completely fucked <laughs> like, i don't know every time i think of, anytime i think of a tourniquet i think of how in girl scouts i had to go to the coventry police office uh po- the coventry police off police station station thank you and uh we did like first aid classes and we had a tourniquet something but like not real. No one was like really bleeding. Yeah. They're not gonna trust children mean, like, to do that. It's like a, and we it's learned like a how last... to do a tourniquet, and I'm like, that's all I remember from that because I thought it was like, so weird and cool. It, it's a last minute triage thing you do to keep someone alive. It's more than likely going to result like you generally tourniquet someone in a situation where they're hard to move. You tourniquet mm. them, you move them, you get them to a place where they're still alive, but they're probably going to lose the limb that you tourniqueted it in. Yeah. Because, like, you cut off blood flow to it I specifically so that that person does not bleed to death. I don't know. Like, that's it what was, tourniqueting is. <laughs> it was just the weirdest sequence in a show that I've seen in a long time because like it just fell out of nowhere it had nothing to do with fire it had nothing to do with well it kind of had to do with men it had nothing to do with the police (laughs) (laughs) and and, like it makes more sense if the girl 
the woman was an EMT because there are times in the show where the EMTs have to handle something and it doesn't have to do with fire and it's right because they're specifically like they are people that go out with the firefighters to emergencies like that's their job to get people yeah it would make sense if she she is a she might I think she might be an EMT now that I'm thinking about it but like it just was like this weird succession of events and then like it just ended and it never really got brought back up except for it was the chief's boat that they were on because the chief was like you can use my boat whenever you want and so the only time <laughs> because I'm two gets... days from retirement <clears throat> oh I got the, shot the only <laughs> the only time this like boat scene gets brought up is when the chief goes um. So the, the lieutenant, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the lieutenant. So the lieutenant comes in and he's like, hey, I need a, I just wanted to let you know. And the chief was like, are you going to let me know why my ship, why my boat's sitting at the um, mechanic or whatever? I was with a broken, half with joking a... Chicago fire. <laughs> I didn't mean that when I made a joke just two seconds ago about that. That cannot be where the show went. Wait, what? You're telling me, I'm sorry. No, you said. Like, it was the cheese boat, and I made a dumb joke that was like, oh, well, like, why'd you fuck up my boat or something? Oh, yes. And, like, that was the, that was the plot. I didn't but hear that you make that thing. joke. But still, that was the thing that happened? That was the thing no. that happened. The chief, Chicago, the chief no, literally a police, goes... A fire chief should be concerned about the human life that almost ended. Never gets... I, Chicago I could fire. Be, I could be misremembering. <laughs> I could be misremembering, but it, to my knowledge, never gets brought up. Except for, so you fucked up my boat? And then, and he wasn't that's being it. sarcastic. No. Like, that wasn't him making a joke about, like, oh, you saved a kid's life. I'm going to joke about the boat now. No. It's just, it's just like, you're going to tell me why my boat is all, is all broken now? And then the <laughs> lieutenant's like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about another firefighter, this rookie firefighter that they want on their team. On their team. Who the, what? Fire, fire. Fired. Fire, fire squads. Fire six. squads are teams. <laughs> they have to work as a team, but they like they're like this is the kid that we want on our truck. Like we should we should have this kid. Yes, he's a daredevil, but you're gonna be able to teach God. him just like you were able to teach me. And I'm like, what about the kid with the this freaking? This is the most. This is like someone leg. threw a bunch of cliches at a wall and wrote a show out of it. I was what? like, so I'm like, I want. Where is? That that just happened, and we're okay with it? Why did that scene occur? Why did this scene with this motor occur? And, like, nothing. And I was more mad because I'm like, this scene distracted me. It didn't even need to distract me because it never gets brought up, and I didn't get my Mr. Mime. I caught 44 Mr. Mime. The elusive Mr. Mime. And they kept running away from me. That's how I kept not getting, not losing my. Co- I mean, how I kept. I mean, my he's combo. a wily. He's wily. He's a human being. <laughs> he knows when he's in danger. It's a human being Pokemon. Yeah. So that was it. That's. I mean, I also watched Woo Assassins, and I started Dury Girls today. Oh, I've heard good things about Dury Girls. Dury Girls uh, is really, really good. I the first I, episode I, is spot on. I am that's working great. through the first episode of Who Assassins, but I ran out of time so we could record. No, so. that's fine. Um, real quick on Woo Assassins, I love that freaking show so much. I 
I forgot, like, I remember seeing, like, previews and stuff for it. <clears throat> I forgot that there's magic involved. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a show that seems like <clears throat> just a kung fu show until the magic shows. <laughs> yeah. No, it, um, there, there, I, I had said this to you, like, it really taps into my whole <clears throat> fascination with, um, like, Asian lore and fantasy and, um, mythology and whatnot. Like, it is, there. there's a reason why I'm loving this show, and a reason why I love, like, certain animes, because it brings that magic and fantasy into it. But it's magic that is so, like, it's it's almost like, yeah, this could be real. It's practical. This it's, is super it, it's practical. Like, it is a practical like... part of just this mythology that they go with that yeah. is just like oh yeah by the way <laughs> also these people are just on fire what yeah. what do you mean wait wait yeah. a minute. hold on we're gonna go and, back like 30 seconds because yeah. this is not the scene i was in <laughs> and it totally it feeds off of mythology and it feeds off of origins from things and it's and it's just all this stuff again going back to the discussion of cryptids like how i love cryptids and fan like fantastical creatures like i also love mythology and stories of how things are and and this definitely is tapping into it it's also it keeps making me think of of um the D, the disney channel original movie um <coughs> wendy Wu homecoming warrior i was wondering if that's where you're gonna go with this <laughs> that will also be on disney plus yeah i, I know that was one of my favorite movies gr growing up because I love Brenda's song. I, I love her. I I love her because of her her role in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody or Sweet Life on Deck. She is a great actress. Like I I love Brenda's song, and she she's just so good in Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, and it also had to do with like terracotta, um soldiers coming to life and being Which is like this army and i was also learning in school about the terracotta you know army that is the the terracotta army is interesting because it comes up in so many things that come out in like the west mm -hmm. about chinese culture yeah like it's almost like the terracotta army is the only thing we learned we about. learned from about because i believe like like that yeah. mummy three is that the one with the dragon's curse or whatever? I I'm pretty know. certain that's good to do it. The whatever is the third mummy movie that doesn't yeah. have Rachel Weiss but still has Brendan Fraser is also uh, about the Terracotta army. Mm. There's another one I can't think of that is like uh I can't remember what it is. There's like a bunch of stuff that like you, you just are like the Terracotta army is just the thing we yeah. all learned about yeah. from Chinese and, culture. But so it's so it's really nice to like watch Wu Assassins and Made by people who are actually from that culture and know yeah. what they're talking about with the Terracotta Army. Yeah, and it's not yeah. so far. Terracotta has not even gotten brought up or anything. It's just literally like it is dealing with the elements. It is dealing with us like assassins, um, you know, monks. It's like all of that, and it is bringing into things that like, hey, Westerners, there's more here. It also, yeah, there's it more also... here. Than, than um, just that. There's a friend there that's played by Louis Tan. Uh, mm -hmm. Louis Tan is great. Louis Tan was uh, he's in Iron Fist as the drunken master, but he actually originally uh, auditioned to play Iron Fist himself, and they were like, "Yeah, but we want to stick to the comic and make it a white guy. Yeah. So what if he played the drunken master?" Ugh. But he's great as the drunken master, and he's also in a movie, uh, a movie, in a show called Into the Badlands. 
which oh. is like supposed to be excellent, and I haven't sat down and watched it yet. But that's on from AMC. That's like a post-apocalyptic, but like kung fu post-apocalyptic show yeah. or something. But he's in that. Oh man! And his father was like a stuntman for like a thousand things. That's how he got his start. So like his father was like the stuntman on <clears throat> things from like Three Ninjas. Yeah. To all the way up to like. like temple of doom like his father is everywhere (laughs) so he's a great he's great he's fantastic like the martial arts in the show is fantastic because it's just like for a show that was clearly done on a lower budget they were like yeah but we got all these stunt people to be in this show so they're just gonna fucking kick each other's ass through these scenes like really legitimately martial arts like kick each other's ass through these scenes no it's Uh, just i love it and it is tapping into like my love of freaking like quests my love of um like hey you are the chosen one my love of elements stuff my love of kung she fu. just like they just like they're, it's like they're like, like doing a show ghosts. and then all of a sudden like, this woman shows up and is like by the way i'm gonna stick this mystical object in you and hey yeah. there's magic now we're yeah. gonna deal with that it's like whoa hold and on like the fact Wait. that she the fact that um oh i think her name is Ying. I missed her name because, like, she shows up for the first you see, and she shows up and just literally pops up and is like, "I'm going to tell you a bunch of mystical shit and move yeah. on." Yeah. So like, it's a but while before she actually I... is like, "Hey, what's your name?" Yeah, I love that she is like this mythical being, pretty much. Like, she's pretty much like a ghost person, right? And I yeah. love that. I love that she's his guide, and and I love I love the the idea that where he's training is in between like purgatory and heaven or something like that. And (laughs) it's like, you know, you could spend um, an hour here and it's only mere moments there. Like you're fine. No one's going to notice that you're gone. She just like pops (laughs) up in an alley and it's like, okay, I've changed the alley. Now we're in ancient times. And also I'm going to shove this stone in you. And Hey, by the way, you're the chosen one. So you've got all of this going on. It's like, Whoa, wait a minute, but I'm just a chef. No, you're not. Bye. I love Shove it. You out again. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it so much. It just, it, it, yeah, I love it. It's so uh, good. Everybody should watch Blue Assassins. Yes, watch Blue <laughs> Assassins. Go play. I, 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 I don't know if they're still cheap, but I got the Arkham games for cheap again. Oh. On, like the Arkham Knight was free on PS Plus, and then like the <laughs> Arkham Collection or whatever of like Arkham Asylum and Arkham City was like eight bucks. So I yeah. picked that up. So I started playing Arkham Asylum again. It's a yeah. good Halloween game. Go play that. <laughs> don't be Dale and not know how to fight hey, snipers. Hey, <laughs> hey, don't fucking put me on blast like that. I specifically texted you. I was like, I'm too busy taking out snipers in Arkham Asylum right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did Listen, get shot by a couple of times. I, was I wasn't off. paying attention and I got hit. The thing is, the thing about that part is that the entrance I literally went to like a bunch of times and I'm like, apparently this is not where I'm supposed to go because <laughs> I keep getting killed here. It's like, no, you're just supposed to take them out first and then go here. That's the, that's the point. You're supposed to sneak up and well... kill and not kill them because he's Batman. He only severely <laughs> injures. <laughs> Whatever. Play, uh, I guess oh, play the Arkham. Play Pokemon. Play, you should play, play Pokemon. There's 24 play, days left until Sword and Shield. Get ready. Get excited. Play, play the Arkham games and let Mark Hamill show you a better <laughs> version of the joke. Uh. Jeez. Oh, 
man. So many things I still want to talk about. I could talk for an hour and a half about that fucking movie that I cannot stand. I don't know why. <laughs> I still I'm so seen. mad. I'm so mad that I don't like that movie, but also I can't stop thinking about it because I just want to say stuff about it and then move on. And I haven't been able to do that. I'm sorry. So... <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. And I don't blame you. You shouldn't. That's the thing. Well, that's... You really shouldn't waste you're... your time to go see it. You're literally the only person who I've heard negative. <laughs> I mean, even Seijin on, like, Say Report was like, yeah, it's fine, sure, but it's yeah. just not worth the hype around it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. going to say about it. It's not that I'm mad. I'm mad at it mostly <clears> because I, like, I'm mad that I keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at it right now. So I'm going to say negative things about it. But yeah. really, it's a perfectly passable fine movie. Yeah. And I think that's its biggest problem <laughs> is that it's just not bad enough to be funny and it's not good enough to be worth talking about. And yet my brain won't let me stop. So... <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Uh, well, on that, I think this is where we're going to stop for the night. We've, yes. We've talked long. It's good. It was a good talk. Um, go find, go you find can Beastly. Go, go find that. Beastly. Yeah, try, try, try watch Beastly and then find the game on Wii and play it. It's apparently watch incredible. I, I tried to is find a Let's Play today. Though? I tried to find a Let's Play on YouTube that wasn't mean, <laughs> and I couldn't. And that's the biggest problem with it is that oh, yeah, I don't know. People are definitely uh, just going to play that to make fun of it. I did like, find the dolphin emulator. I forgot that the dolphin emulator exists, which does GameCube and Wii games. So who knows? Maybe I'll just put up a positive let's play of the beastly game. Be the just change, so that Zach. One exists. Be the change. Uh, but you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple podcasts. I said it right this week. Uh, you can find us on any of your podcast apps. Um, you can find us on YouTube at uh, by searching Say Report Junior. That's Say Report Jr. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Say Report Junior. You can find both of us individually. I am at Dale's Brain, and I am at Drew Whiskey. And there is a possibility that next week there will not be an episode because I know you will be out of town, and we are still trying to figure Get out if we're ever going to get a hot topic thing yeah. scheduling. It happens. It happens, but um, if, that, if for some reason there's not an episode next week, which is a possibility, <clears throat> I am going to make a promise. Ooh, promise. Ooh, because I have Friday off and Sunday off. So by next Wednesday, show comes out on Wednesday. I keep forgetting we record on Tuesday, but it comes out on Wednesday. But by next Wednesday, all of our episodes will be up on YouTube. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So at the very least, if there is not a new episode next week, all of our available episodes will be available on YouTube. And you can go back Search. and listen to your favorite episodes. Yes. What's better than that? So then you can share us with people who are like, I don't know how to search for a podcast app when I don't have iTunes or an Apple phone or Apple Podcasts. Oh, uh, YouTube. So anyway, <laughs> so YouTube is available. But anyway, um, that being said. Time to get ice cream. Yes, ice cream. <laughs> Let's do that. Ice cream. Take it away, Take Liz. it away, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.